Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is the She Who Is Seeking podcast, which is a podcast for the insatiably curious mystic, witch, and weirdo, where I explore themes like spaciousness, dreams, fear, and pleasure with curiosity. What do I think I know? And perhaps more importantly, what am I missing? What have I learned? And what might I be able to share from my experience? And do you have to be a mystic witcher weirdo? No, of course not. But I imagine it will appeal to you more if you're open and curious and not afraid of those words. I'm your host and guide, Mina Melissa Lee, and I want to welcome you into our parlor. Grab a lovely cup of tea. And today we're going to explore freedom. Freedom to be 100% myself, and the claiming of freedom for you to be 100% yourself. And this is so intertwined with the bravery and rebirth stories, and even the healing episode, really. Because it's easier to step into being yourself when you've gotten some of the other stuff out of the way. Or at least you're aware of what programs are running in the background. I also feel like this could have been titled She Who Is Seeking Rebirth Business Edition or Entrepreneur Edition. And it's also really about stepping into your purpose. This is about cultivating that wildness that lets our magic shine. It's about how things like embracing wildness is an act of freedom and resistance. And this story is also about how doing things my own way, rather than following the rules and structures set by others, finally allowed me to get back into flow and in touch with my magic and ready to do the work I am meant to do as a big, bad, bold, beautiful badass. I guess I should say, if I really want to do a major alliteration, as a big, bad, bold, beautiful, badass business bitch. (laughs) And I bet that applies to a lot of you out there too. And so I want to share my story with you in this way, because I think you'll find bits of yourself here. And I want the best for you. I want for you to shine bright. And when we can learn the lessons and bring them back, then we can light the way for others. So... Here we go. I had been encountering a lot of stagnation with the way I wanted to show up in the world. As in, I was proclaiming how I wanted to show up in the world, and I knew what I wanted to do, only it wasn't happening, at least not in the really big ways I had been picturing. And worse, in my book, it felt like I had done all of the things figured out my why, journaled about the barriers, affirmed it was my time for this, blah, 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 blah. And it was obnoxious and annoying because it felt, and I mean truly felt like I was doing everything that I possibly could. And yet there was that dreaded disconnect. So this episode is about the rebirth through healing and the birthing of freedom I've been experiencing as a human and entrepreneur one who has to earn a living in this world 
and who wants to do the work as my authentic self. I insist upon the freedom to be me, and I want that for you too. Life is too precious to waste on pretending to be somebody you're not, or what I was doing, hiding parts of yourself that really make you you. There's big and small ways in which this shows up in our everyday life, right? Trying to fit in or make people more comfortable, maybe hiding something about ourselves that we know might not land with someone. So this definitely had been showing up in all of my life, but it really hit home when I thought about how it applies to me as a spiritual entrepreneur. And if you aren't an entrepreneur or self-employed, I'm sure you can imagine whatever applicable stand-in you like, because I bet that you'll be able to see how it's relating to a part of your life. Because when I've worked with people, these same kind of themes pop up again and again. So here's some background. I never have had a problem with working. And I especially love to get in flow and make 190 of whatever it is at a time. And I get into this zone where I create and time stands still and I forget to eat and all of that. And I've always been that way. Or if I'm leading into something, I'm all in. I've always been a part-time hustler or a busy bee. I've had a jewelry company and I've had one where I made soaps and bath salts and I had doll making and book binding and mixed media, art collage, all sorts of things. But there was always a part of me that was not as committed to getting paid as making the items or doing the work. And I would even offer crazy discounts or giveaways or give things away as gifts. And I did a lot of trades and it was bonkers. And is it just that I love creating beauty and using my hands or the idea of a little shop? Well, sort of, I mean, somewhat that's part of it, but in doing healing work years and years ago, I learned that this is very common and often it's due to a self-worth issue, as in, I don't deserve to make money doing something I love or something that's related to a lack mentality, where you just can't imagine ever being in flow or in abundance. And sometimes it's super subconscious and you have no idea you're even doing it. Other times you kind of know, but you don't know how to fix it. So whatever the case... My guess is all of that's true for myself to some degree. And I did have much more fun doing the work than asking for payment. The problem with that is something I'm sure that you've already figured out, which is how do you pay your bills and pay for your life if you're not charging appropriately for your work? The short answer, you don't. So I think we've honed in on some issues, self-worth, confidence, focus, even if there's not a solution yet there, we can kind of see the problem. Yes. 
So one of the other issues that I uncovered for myself was the fact that I needed to fully be able to support myself and my children. But back then, I didn't feel like I had the qualifications to do so. So when I found myself suddenly a single mom, I was reeling from heartbreak. See the episode on healing. And I knew I needed to clear myself so I could be a conduit for healing for my children. And we were all hurting. It was covering us like a blanket. And this started me on the path of trainings and certifications and up-leveling my skills in Reiki, shamanic healing work, yoga, sound healing. I did a lot of space clearing, hands-on healing. I did an amazing full-blown life coaching program, which was super cool. It was centered around a five-point elemental system. And I've done learning in herbalism. And all of that was done on weekends and evenings or when the kids were in school or whenever I had spare time. And the trainings built on skills I already had. And I'd been practicing mystical arts in some way for basically my whole life. But it felt like there was a lot of remembering or learning words for things that maybe I was already doing it, but I didn't know how to describe what I was doing. So I think it was really worth it, and I was learning so much and loving it, meeting amazing people, healing myself along the way. It was amazing. I could listen to my friends and hold space for them all day long, offer advice and reflect their growth back to them. I was always assured I was ready to start earning money using these gifts and talents by my teachers, and I knew that as well. But it always felt like it wasn't enough training. That's just definitely how I am. I've always wanted to know everything. I want to learn it, talk to people about it, buy all the stuff. If there's a magazine I want it, a conference, yes, I'm booking a ticket right now. All of it. I want to do all of it. Stay up late, night after night, diving deeper going down rabbit holes of hidden knowledge. And I bet this is sounding familiar for a lot of you. (laughs) And I was looking for some way to test or quantify my knowledge. It's just who I am, I suppose. Part of this was the eternal student, you know, the one who doesn't want to graduate and get a job. So they'd rather just keep learning. And we all know those people. And maybe all of us are those people. So hopefully this next bit is true for you as well. I've always had big dreams for myself. I could always see a path forward where I was living a beautiful and colorful life. So what was getting in the way? It is true that I was afraid I would fail or perhaps even scarier succeed. But why is succeeding scary? Well, because if I succeeded, then that would mean everyone would be able to see me, to see my truth, see my vulnerabilities. Okay, so number one, fear. The next one makes me sound kind of like an asshole, but we'll just do it together. I've always had a knack for attracting amazing people to me. 
some are brilliant or rich, famous, accomplished, funny, amazing people. And, you know, they thought I was cool and worth their time, but I had a hard time letting that in and feeling like I was actually worthy. And why am I being so painfully and embarrassingly transparent? Well, I have a sneaking suspicion that I am not the only one here who has felt that at some point, right? Everyone around you is published or known and accomplished. Maybe they're further in your career or attaining their life goals, and it can be very confronting. It wasn't that I felt unworthy, and definitely I didn't feel unworthy of them per se, but it was just, I don't know, I didn't feel up to snuff for a long time. So, issue number two, self-worth. I had gained skills, and I was doing work for healers and teachers, and so I should have realized I was good to go and launch an amazing career. Like now, right? Well, let's cue the industrial standard. The I'm a fraud free-for-all, the dreaded and yet incredibly common imposter syndrome. And it's like the common cold of the healer world. It is so incredibly common and all over the place. And I think it's hard to find somebody who hasn't had it at least once or twice pop up in their lives. So issue three is imposter syndrome. And it didn't help that I had such amazing aspirations. All of the things that I wanted to do were so big that it ended up feeling a little bit impossible. What's the next step? Where do I start? Well, the business stuff was hard So I did business courses. When I would see the people that I had been in the business cohorts with, and I saw that they had like a kajillion followers, part of me wanted to see that as proof that they were meant for this kind of work and I wasn't. And obviously that's not true, but that is issue four, compare and despair. When... In reality, it is a lot more complicated than that. When we have this innate sense of worth, it's easier to see bullshit for what it is. I had days of clear vision and days shrouded in real pain. The pain that can lead to a little bit of self-pity and you feel me, right? I'm a tenacious entrepreneur with a chaotic neutral attachment pattern some days. And finally, for the first time, I was seeing my attachment pattern really getting in the way. I would make great strides forward, then I would freeze and retreat. I knew what I wanted to do with my life, and I knew I wanted to fulfill my purpose. Those people in my business cohorts did the things that they were supposed to do. They posted on their Instagram, and they did lives and made videos and offered services out in the open to everyone. And they gained followers and they gained traction. They gained experience. And I'm sure it wasn't all cookies and success, but 
You see what you want to see. The real problem wasn't that one that I was actually worrying about. I wasn't seeing what I wasn't doing. I saw the ways in which I was letting myself down, the massive amounts of scheduled posts and Instagram lives I felt I should be doing, but what I needed to do was reevaluate my life, my gifts, my focus, my skills. When I describe myself as chaotic neutral and a tenacious entrepreneur, it was true. But so is this. Something I saw clearly when I thought about it was this. I've had a long life of lessons. I've lived through pain and suffering that has made me tough and burnished bright like glossy marble. All of the whipping of life has been like a buffing cloth. My life shines, and it shines bright. Even the armature inside of this sculpture might be janky and made of cheap wire and duct tape. But at this point, there are so many layers of love and life and insights and learnings that I can hold my own as a work of art. I am strong and I am capable. And I've literally never done the things, quote, the right way. I'm a rule breaker. I have the heart of a peaceful anarchist. I hate rules for the sake of rules. I hate following the crowd or arbitrary. You have to do it this ways. To be clear, I'm not a full anarchist, more of a that rule's done, so I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear it type person. So it's not about personal freedom, but righting wrongs. I don't see the value in upholding punitive, punishing, hateful, hurtful laws just because somebody put their stamp of approval on it. It's a tiny digression, but. I stand by it. So much of my life, I have felt like an outcast, the one who didn't belong, the black sheep, the lone wolf, the wallflower, the weirdo. I felt like every time I met someone, I stuck my foot in my mouth. And that is true. I could give you instances, but they're like embarrassing. And that's not what we're talking about right now. So as for the outcast thing, it's not really true. I was just with the wrong people. I'm not too much. I was just too much for them. And side note, if you feel yourself feeling like you are too much, then I would advise you to look at your circle. Maybe they just can't handle that big, beautiful you. The way this story was unfolding in my life was circuitous and winding, but I began to see a through line that I had completely missed, which is this. So if I'm a renegade and a rule breaker, a weirdo, why was I trying to do things the way that they want me to or the way that business models say you should? I mean, that worked for them, but I'm me. So whenever I imagined the best version of my life, I was being me, all of me, wild, free, untamed, authentic, and making a life for me and for my little family. Leading by example, being my whole brave self. That me plays by my own rules, thinks with this weird brain and dances wherever I want. And I always have. And I'm so sorry, mom. I know the supermarket dancing was a lot and you don't like people looking at us, but I couldn't help it. So 
Certainly, I don't have to follow the rules. I never have. I never will. And then there's that fear. What if I never make money, or I'm shunned, or I fall on my face, or I end up in the poorhouse? Well, I would say doubtful. I guess we'll see. But I think you want that too. I think we all want to live out our wild dreams on our own terms. So why don't we just do it? The old ways are toppling. The gatekeeping of the Piscean age has been dying out for a long time, coming to an end. And the Aquarian age has been setting up the freedoms for new access. And we all agree to play this game of life. And I really do believe that collective consciousness keeps the ball rolling and time ticking. If enough of us believe we can change the world, can't we? Won't we? The structures that were in place to keep us quiet and tame got shaken up with the pandemic. When we were all at home and had time to look inward, many of us saw that we were supporting systems that were not in line with our values. We woke up. After any huge awakening, we see ripples and echoes of it from then on. It's not linear or perfect, but it moves forward, always more forward than back. The country didn't go back to hats and gloves after the hippies fuck shit up. They left more freedom and openness in their wake and opened up a vein of consciousness that echoes still. Try as they might, you can't stuff the genie back in the bottle. So yes, I'm going to try to do things a little differently this time around because when I'm in my truth, I'm in my power and so are you. This has been the She Who Is Seeking podcast, and it is the love child of me, Mina Melissa Lee, and all the views, ideas, and thoughts are my own. And I would love, love, love if you would come over and find me on Instagram or TikTok at She Who Is Seeking. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone who might like it. It would be greatly appreciated. And if you are the people who are in Australia or Russia or the Netherlands or somewhere else cool, I'm seeing you on the map and it's so exciting. Send me a message. I would love to give you a shout out. Or even if you live in a totally normal place and you want a shout out, send me a message over on Instagram. And um, I'll give you a call out at the end. And the music is the beautiful song Snake River by Siren and the Sea. And please remember, it's up to you to make good choices about your life and health. And I am so rooting for you. And I love you. And I want you to go in peace and power. Victory to the goddess and blessed be. If you're still here, this is for you. I was afraid to let you see me the magnitude of my scheme, how big my wings were in that show. What a big role I had written for myself. 
It spanned books and books of journals written in different inky voices, angry, elated, haunted, but I picked the best parts. And I knew the meat was in the story, the framework pinned down and now fleshed out with what I was hoping was wisdom. That's the thing, you can't get a sense of it. I put it on like the emperor's new clothes and walked on stage. Were they dapper? Was I stunning? But only you know what you see. For me, it wasn't the show. I just wanted to for once say my lines out loud.